Welcome, welcome to the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Robert Ang, and with me over Skype, my good buddy, what's up, Michael Sheehan? I said a hip hop, hip to the hop, and they don't stop the rocking. And uh, hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> what is up? So, for this episode, we've been tackling some of the Oscar categories the past couple episodes. For this one, we're going to tackle Best Director, and finally, the nominations for Best Picture. So, we're, we got a big, big podcast episode for you today. Let's start out with our Best Director nominees. We have Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water, Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk, and Jordan Peele get out. So, Mike, I just want to ask you, you know, which one of these do you think is going to win? And also just give me your takeaways from these this group of nominees and which one that you think had a really great um, directing job for this year's movies. Yeah, so I think this is a great, great bunch of nominees. Um, I'm very impressed with who they chose this year, um, specifically with Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig. You know, both, I mean, Jordan Peele is the first director. And do you know, is this Greta, Greta Gerwig's second film? Um, like, direct, this is her first solo directing film. I think she might have co-directed a film in the past. Okay, because I remember hearing that like this was the first time, or only the third time ever, that a first-time director was nominated for Best Director. So that indicated to me that Greta Gerwig had directed something else. Um, so I guess she co-directed something else. But basically, nominating two first-time directors—I'll use that in quotations—you um, <laughs> know—as Best Director is really quite amazing. Um, I didn't have still haven't seen Lady Bird, but Get Out was an awesome film. Um, very excellently directed, and uh, I'm very happy that they got no- nominations. But I think that this category is Guillermo del Toro's to lose. Um, you know, he directed The Shape of Water. He's been a quite a good director. Um, I-, I think he's a director that is kind of polarizing. Not a lot of people love his work. Um, some of it's very dark. Some of it's very, you could call it like cartoony because he's directed like Hellboy. Um, you know, and so I think some people are not like, oh, I don't love him, but I think he's a great director. I think he's done a lot of masterful work. He's someone who's absolutely dedicated to the craft and dedicated to making a good movie, making the story right. Um, and and he really is focused on how it looks and how it feels and how it the what the final product comes out. Like, I mean, not to say that other directors aren't, but I think his passion is. Uh, is widely felt amongst the industry, and I think that there's a lot of momentum behind him, and he's going to end up taking this down. Now, the other thing I'll just mention real quickly is that I really hope, if he doesn't win, I hope that Christopher Nolan wins for Dunkirk. Um, he's, uh, I mean, Guillermo del Toro is, is uh, one of my favorite directors, but I think Christopher Nolan is probably tied with Quentin Tarantino for my favorite director. Um I just think he's an amazing, amazing director. He makes such a masterful film. He directed the crap out of Dunkirk. Um, so I really think, I really do hope that he does get the win, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. What do you think? 
Yeah, uh, you hit a lot of really good points talking about the uh, the nominees and your predictions. It seems like Guillermo is the front runner, and it seems like he is going to win. And like you said, I would have no problem with that at all. Guillermo has made some amazing and such visionary films that, like you know, I st- I still remember watching Pan's Labyrinth in the movie theater. He's done Hellboy. He's done so many incredible things. And to me, it seems like he always has been a miss from the Academy because his movies are pretty weird. You know, they're not mainstream. They're not. They always include some type of fantasy aspect or some type of monsters because he just loves this sort of thing. Um, that being said, Shape of Water is a very, uh, I mean, arguably his most mainstream movie he's ever made. So that's why the Academy, though I am, not going to lie, I am surprised because after I saw Shape of Water months ago, I was like, okay, this is a really beautifully constructed and directed film, but like, I don't know if the Academy is going to jump on board with this because this is still a very much a weird Guillermo del Toro film. But I am very happy that they are jumping on board with The Shape of Water and Guillermo. And so I'm always going to throw statistics out here. But Guillermo won the DGA award for outstanding directing. I think it was like a week or two ago. And the, out of the last 14 years, the, the guy... The person, not guy, the person who ended up winning the DGA award ended up winning the Oscars Best Director 13 times. So 13 out of 14 times that matched up. So let's just say it's a really, really, really good chance that Guillermo will win. Uh, but like like you were saying, I am very, very happy with all five nominations this year. Sometimes there's always like maybe one that you're like, eh, did he really did deserve this? You know, I really wish someone else got in. But these are just five outstanding directors. And yes, we have to applaud the first timers with Greta Gerwig and Jordan Peele because they, they I'm so happy they're getting the recognition that they deserve because their movies were outstanding and they were, you know, the kings and queens of that production and they deserve to be nominated for this award. So yes, and like you, Mike, I love Christopher Nolan. I think Dunkirk was amazing. I honestly, it's it's weird. Okay, so if Guillermo does get upset by someone, um, honestly, I think it's a toss-up between Greta, Nolan, and Peele. Like, any of those three could win. I don't think Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson is going to win this at all. I think he's like the fifth slot. But you can make your argument for either one. You can make your argument that Jordan Peele is going to get massive appeal from that, you know, part of the guilds and that part of the academy. Greta Gerwig's, you know, this is a, definitely a, a, a year for women empowerment and the, and the Me Too movement. And so she's going to have a lot of backing. And then Christopher Nolan is just a beloved director that it's, it's insane to think that this is his first time he's getting a Best Director nomination, I believe. Um... Yeah, I don't think he got it for, like, Inception and any of the Batman trilogies or anything. So, it's just absolutely crazy. All They, they all deserve it, but I think Guillermo will win. Um, what else do you have to say, Mike? Yeah, um, just touching on Paul Thomas Anderson for a second. Um, yeah, I definitely think he did deserve to get nominated. Um, haven't seen the film, but I like him as a director. I think he's a really, really good, very visionary director. Um, so, let me ask you, who do you think, if anybody was a snub for the best director this year. Snub? Um, well, personally, I thoroughly enjoyed um, the movie The Florida Project. 
So I think Sean Baker was a slight snub. I don't think that he is, you know, really received by the Academy well yet. And he's still a very, like, up-and-coming new director. He's only done, I think, one film prior, which was Tangerine. Um, both films are outstanding if you haven't watched them. Definitely watch those. You can watch them back-to-back. -back. They're amazing. Um, and, you know, people... I haven't seen The Post but it's hard to like not mention Steven Spielberg's name in the conversation because he was definitely ar around here. Um, I haven't seen the post though, but with Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks and a very, very you know important and timely story, um, the way that America and our president is attacking the media, you know, it seems like that would have been a really important movie to include, and it seems like Spielberg. You know, he has his hits and misses, and like I said, I haven't seen the post, so I can't really comment too much on it. But it's, it is surprising that his name isn't among the top five. And one more, I, again, I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, but uh, Luca Guadagnino was a name that was very, very, you know, everyone was talking about this director and his chances of being nominated for this category. So, in a way, you know, it's not, I'm not completely surprised that... You know, Luca didn't get in, but that was also a name that was surrounding this group of nominees. How about you, Mike? Do you believe that there are any snubs that you really wish got in? Um. Well, there's just one that I guess I was. Uh, I'm not shocked by, but I I thought Patty Jenkins um might have got nominated for Wonder Woman. Uh, I believe I kind of I heard a lot of rumors that that was gonna happen, but obviously. It didn't. Um, so I, I am a little surprised by that. But I, I think, is it possible? Because I, I think that movie actually came out. Maybe I'm getting confused with myself. But that movie came out. Shh, just looking up, looking up here. That movie came out really. Do you know when it came out offhand? I'm trying to Google it. Real Wonder quick. Woman? Say it again. Are you talking about Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah, Wonder Woman came out, what, like, July-ish, maybe? Like, it was definitely in our summertime box office challenge, I remember, and neither of us really put it too high, right. um, so I can't tell you if it was, like, the beginning or end. Yeah, well, but anyway, I think maybe because, you know, it kind of came out a while ago, I, I think, other than, like, Get Out, which has, like, you know, stood the t test of time, like, I think movies that come out earlier in the year or even the summer, like, often... Don't don't have a lot of follow through. But I really I thought Wonder Woman, if any, had had the the, the good stuff. It's you know kind of like regarded as the best superhero film. Um, people are praising Patty Jenkins uh, for her work on the film, um, and I think she's like very widely liked amongst a lot of people. So I was a little surprised by that, um, but I, at the same time I understand it as well. Yeah, I want to just put in one more note here. I think we can't move on without mentioning that um, Martin McDonough from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri was not nominated. And he was nominated for DGAs. He was not, I believe he was nominated for you know, previous uh, awards like the, the Globes and things like that. It's, it's shocking that Martin McDonough didn't get in, and we're going to go a lot further in this conversation when we talk about Best Pictures, but it's shocking that he didn't get in just because Three Billboards is a huge contender to win um, Best Picture this year. So without the nomination of Martin McDonough as director for Best Director in the Oscars, it really does hurt three billboards chances to kind of take home the big award at the end of the night. So both Mike and I have seen three billboards. Mike, what do you think? Do you think that it was 
it was right that Martin McDonough didn't get nominated? Do you think that's a huge snub? Or what, what do you have to say? Do you think these five deserve it more than Martin McDonough? I definitely think the five deserve it more than Martin McDonough. Yeah, and I'm a big McDonough fan. I really like him. But it's not a movie that I walked away from and said, you know what, that was directed expertly. I think it's got a great story, phenomenal acting, but the, I, I don't know. I think there's some problems with maybe like editing of the film. Like it was a little too long. There should have been some stuff that could have been cut. So, and I kind of feel like that's the responsibility of the director. Like he's supposed to make a very, very tight film, um, and it, it meanders a little bit. Um, so, I think because of that, that you know, that's the negative against his directorial ability for the film specifically. So I understand it. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. It, it's just hard. Again, we haven't seen Phantom Thread, so it's hard to comment on that. But it's hard to imagine that another group of five because these five are so so strong. And this is just this is just proof on how great of a year of movies that 2017 was. That we have these five, and then in addition, all the snubs that we mentioned could have easily gone in for this category. It's really difficult for them to hone it down to five. And, you know, kind of to bridge our conversation to Best Picture, Mike, I want to ask you, like, is it fair that we have... You know, we're always going to have you know eight, nine, and ten best picture nominees, but we're still only having five best director nominees. Do you think that there should be more? Like, isn't there almost a direct correlation between best picture and best director, or do you like the way that it's set up now? I personally like the way it's set up, and I understand a correlation to some extent. But you could direct you you could have directed you know an amazing film, but it may not be the best film. But you did the best job at directing. It's a different it's a different animal. Like directing is is a job, right? And yes, you're in charge of the whole picture. But if the story is not something that everybody connects with, then it's not it, it may not win best picture. So those two things I think should be separate. I like the fact that there's only five. Nominations. I mean, I you know I, I want to keep it more prestigious. I'm not in love with the fact that they have so many Best Picture nominees. I, I, I liked it back when it was five. You know, I mean, it would be sad that films wouldn't get nominated, but like it made it more prestigious. You know, and now you got like you said, you could have up to you know you have nine nominees this year. It's pretty crazy, you know. And I I, I think. We'll, we'll get into it in just a second, but there might be one or two movies that didn't didn't deserve to get a nomination for Best Picture. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Um, I think, like, I think so. I think the Best Picture nominees they expanded from five to ten immediately after the year that The Dark Knight was not nominated, and that was helmed as like such. A, there was such outrage for that. And I can't imagine that, like, I can't imagine what if Greta or Jordan Peele did not get nominated for Best Director. I think that there was going to be huge amounts of people outraged by their snub, and they were they they would call out the Academy and maybe almost try to push for a similar type of 
thing that happened with Best Picture that like, hey, you know, we we need more nominees. If there are almost double the amount of Best Picture nominees, why not have more Best Director nominees? I'm not saying that's what would have happened, but I can't imagine a similar type of outrage. And that outrage did, you know, result in change in the way that Best Picture nominations were formatted. Um, that being said, can we move on to Best Picture? Mike, you want to say anything else about the Best Director? No, let's do it. All right. Best Picture nominations. We have Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now, this is, like we said, it is a great group of films. These nine are arguably some of the, some of the greatest films from this year, and... What I'm interested in, Mike, I don't know if this is a, an exercise you want to participate in right now, but, like, you, you were saying that you wish that it was still five because it would be more prestigious. I agree, too. I, I, I loved it when it was only five. So if you could, out of these nine, like, what, would, what do you think would have been the top five to be nominated? <clears throat> Good question. So I would go with The Shape of Water, Dunkirk, Get Out, Three billboards and and I guess I would go with I mean I don't know I, I haven't seen some of the other ones so um all right what did I say I already lost track okay <laughs> so the shape of water Dunkirk three billboards get out and uh, ladybird yeah I mean you're your guesses, your picks matched mine exactly, and but it's always like that—that that kind of excitement that there could be a snub in there. Like those, I think were arguably the five strongest films throughout the awards season. So I would not have been surprised if those five made it to the top five of these nine. But then, yeah, there were always those films. Like Phantom Thread kind of came out of nowhere, and we don't really know how you know, strong it was with the voting process. Maybe it was a top five film in the voting, and we just assumed that it wasn't going to be nominated because we thought no one saw this film. You know, Call Me By Your Name has a huge backing for a small film, but again, maybe it was too small to make the top five, maybe not. All right, but that's that was just fun. Um, so, Mike, tell me some of these... Tell me your takeaway from this group of nine films, these nine nominations, and tell me, you know, who you think is going to win, why, who do you think has some upset potential, and uh, maybe who do you want to win the most? Who do you got, Mike? Yeah, so this is going to be interesting because, you know, I think we've talked about in prior podcasts, um, but just for the audience, anyone listening, you know, a couple years ago, they changed how the voting worked. So, you know, it's not necessarily the movie that will get the most number one votes that it will win, but it might be someone who got the um, most number two votes that ends up winning because it's the most generally liked. And it's kind of a confusing uh, voting system, but, um, you know, if a movie shows up way more times in the number two slot than it shows up in the number one slot, uh, it ends up winning. It it honestly is very confusing to me still. And I, I know I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, but uh, feel free to Google it. You can. There's videos out there that kind of explain how the process works. So that being said, I really feel like it's going to be a little bit of a surprise this year. And I, 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 my prediction is that Get Out might take down the award this year. 
and for a couple of reasons. One, I think there's a lot of momentum behind the film uh, still, even though it came out forever ago, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I think a lot of people liked it. I, I think it's one, one of the more talked about films. Um, granted, there's a lot of momentum behind The Shape of Water and Lady Bird. Um, I really think those are the top three, the best three chances to win. I think it's really going to come down to The Shape of Water and Get Out, but I just have this feeling that Get Out is going gonna, is gonna to take it down. So though, that's my opinion. I, I will just mention, you know, The Post got nominated. I don't know why it got nominated. Um, I don't know anybody who's seen it, and I don't know that many people, if they have seen it, that they liked it very much. Um, but it's just got a stellar cast, and I think they had to throw it in there just because of who's involved, which kind of seems a little silly. Like, they could have just kept it at eight films, um, but yeah, they nominated it anyway. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, so Get Out definitely has a good chance in winning. And, you know, when we look back at all the guilds, we look back at all the award season and all the awards that were going out, it's clear that The Shape of Water is the front runner. It won PGA, you know, it won all these awards going up. Uh, Guillermo's winning it. And um, so, yeah, you know, Shape of Water was nominated for the most... Uh, not, you know, categories this year has 13 nominations, the most. I think the second place has nine, and I might, that might be three billboards. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of love for The Shape of Water. There's a lot of love for Guillermo. But, yeah, you know, I'm a little bit weary because, you know, last year we had La La Land just crushing everything, cruising through the award season, getting tying the most nominations ever for any film in Oscar history. And then it wins Best Director, and then it ends up losing Best Picture in one of the craziest moments in Oscar history when they read the wrong name. So, you know, my question, just because that is just so recent in my memory bank, is that is The Shape of Water this year's La La Land? Because it has the most nominations, it's likely going to win the best director it's it has a lot of nominations it's going to win a handful but is it really like is it really good enough to win based on this preferential voting system like you said it's a very confusing system but it can you know reward a film that receives a lot more twos and threes than ones um yeah so get out there's a lot of passion behind it and get out you know we can just assume that all these films are going to have a lot of number ones right so the way the system works is that, like, yeah, all these films, you know, you're going to have your Dunkirk people. I love this war movie. They're going to get a bunch of ones. Get Out. This is a genre-breaking film. This is going to get number ones. Lady Bird, what a great mother-daughter story. They're going to get their number ones. Shape of Water, this is a fairy tale for misfits. They get their number ones. But then who's going to be last place in number ones? Can we assume it's going to be The Post? Maybe? Can we assume it's going to be Darkest Hour? Like, I personally don't know how Darkest Hour even got in here. Um, is it going to be Phantom Thread? Because still, maybe not enough people have seen this movie. Whatever that film is, let's just say Darkest Hour gets the least amount of number ones. Those people that voted for Darkest Hour, what are they putting in as number two? Do they think that, okay, Darkest Hour was my number one. I love the World War II era. Maybe their number twos are going to be a lot of Dunkirks. So then Dunkirks are going to get a lot more a huge boost for Dunkirk and maybe that will give it enough to kind of steal this award as well but then let's say that the next one is Phantom Thread like everyone that voted Phantom Thread number one what are their number twos like oh they really love this 
acting performance by Daniel Day-Lewis and Paul Thomas Anderson about designing. Like, what would their number two be? Maybe their number twos, a lot of them are going to go to Shape of Water. So then they, maybe that's going to boost it up. It's, it's a really fascinating system, and it's exciting to kind of assume and predict how the Academy voters will vote. But, um, I mean, it's really hard for me not to predict the shape of order to win. But like I said, last year we all predicted La La Land and we were all wrong. So if Get Out is this year's Moonlight that's going to pull off the upset, that would be amazing. That would be outstanding. So we'll just have to see. Um, you want to comment on anything I said, Mike? Yeah, I just I feel like you know Get Out is going to be this year's Moonlight. <laughs> you said it. You know, I, I really do think it's going to end kind of... Which, if it does, if, we're, if, if I'm right about that... <clears throat> I mean, it's just outstanding, and like, where does where does Jordan Peele go from here? Like, what, you know, his first movie out the box, theoretically, maybe he wins Best Director, maybe he ends up winning Best Picture. Like, you're at the top of the world, and I just don't know. Like, I I feel like he'll have so much hype behind him that there's no way he can live up to it moving forward. Yeah. Right, especially if he wins one of these major awards. So there's like these three major awards that everyone is fighting for. Obviously, Best Picture is the biggest award, but there's Best Director that honestly, yeah, Jordan Peele does have a decent shot at taking this. It seems like it's going to be Guillermo, but you know, it would not completely paralyze me with shock if Jordan Peele won. And then there's that writing category where all of them are in, and it's it's almost so. I, I think there's a stat here that, like, the movie that ended up winning... Like, a movie hasn't won Best Picture without winning its writing category, like, in, like, 10 years or something like that. So if you win that writing category, and I think it's, like, three billboards, Lady Bird, Get Out, and Shape of Water are in one writing category together. It almost seems whoever is going to win that writing award is going to end up winning Best Picture. And you can argue that Get Out is one of the stronger or the strongest uh, screenplays out of that group. Um, but I want to throw some stats out to you because I'm a stat head. You know that. So one thing that I looked at that is really going to hurt Get Out's chances to win Best Picture this year is that the last time a film won Best Picture um, without receiving a Best Editing um, nomination was uh, a really long time ago. It, it's since 1980, I believe. And Okay, so the, the real stat is only one film... Since 1980, one Best Picture without being nominated for Best Editing at the Oscars. And Get Out and Lady Bird did not receive a Best Editing nomination this year. So that is a huge stat against their favor. For whatever reason, Best Editing and Best Picture have been matching up uh, at least the nominations. So maybe that's going to be, you know, the demise for Get Out. But like you said... It'll be amazing if Get Out wins, because Get Out is is a, is basically a horror movie. And if we think about the last horror movie won Best Picture, I think that would be Silence of the Lambs. And guess what? Both of those films came out, I believe, in March of their you know respected years. So that would be an incredible accomplishment if that happens. But we haven't. I feel like we haven't touched upon Three Billboards enough, Mike. Do you really think that Three Billboards has no shot of winning Best Picture? Yes, I think it has no shot, unfortunately. <clears throat> I think, um, you know, there's a lot of back backlash against the film because of it, it has a lot of racial tones in it. Um, uh, you know, people are accusing the film of being racist in some 
some manner or form. Uh, so I think it's, you know, people are just not going to vote for it. They're going to avoid it. Um, so I don't, unfortunately, I don't think it has any chance to win. Yeah, there, there definitely is a lot of backlash for three billboards. And, like, have you been reading up on all of this, like, backlash against Shape of Water just because it is the front runner right now? No, inform me. It's like there's like people coming out of the woodwork, of course, right during the process where everyone is voting for the Oscars and Best Picture. There's people coming out saying like that screenplay like was copied elements of my short story that was published 40 years ago, and I it's it's so they're really just trying to you know knock down the prestige and the excellence of The Shape of Water, no, no matter how they can find a way. To do so um so yeah there's just there have been you know allegations out there that Guillermo del Toro stole, stole this story from someone else and I'm not saying that's a huge backlash but it is kind of an obstacle or a detour in the way of the path right now to win best picture I highly doubt that that's true I mean look the story is not <clears throat> it's not all that original if you really think about it Excuse me. Um, you know, it's it, a minor spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Shape of Water. It's about, you know, somebody who falls in love with someone or something that's forbidden, um, you know, and it's about their, their relationship and how they really shouldn't be together. Or, I mean, no, it's just, it's just, it's kind of a, a story that's been told a bunch of times. It's just told in a slightly different way. So, yeah, I'm sure there's other stories out there that are similar. You know, I, I could totally see that being the case, but. I, I just highly doubt it. Just doesn't, it doesn't make sense that he would steal anything. Like he has no reason to, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So my prediction is the Shape of Water. Mike is predicting the big upset and get out. Who knows? You know who's going to be right? Maybe neither of us are right. Maybe it's going to be three billboards or Ladybird. You know, we'll see. Mike, you want to add anything else as your takeaways for the nominations or for the upcoming Oscar awards? No, not really. You know, I think I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it's interesting that they picked uh, Jimmy Kimmel to host it again. Um, I mean, while I enjoyed his, I'm surprised that they thought that that he was that good to bring him back again. What do, what do you think about him? Yeah, you know, I actually think he did a very fine job last year, especially in those uh, improv moments when. It was the wrong name being called, and there was chaos going on on the stage. Like, I think he held it together. I think he did the best he could. He was, he's, he never really crosses the line, but he always, like, kind of, like, shades that line in a little bit where he goes too far. And I think he's just, everything that he's doing on his late show, you know, he really attacks, you know, our current president a lot. He's, he's, he, he's very political with certain movements, like recently the DACA movement and the, what's trying to be signed for that. He really, and he's, he's very relatable as a family man because of his son that has to go through all these surgeries. Like, I think he has America on his back and America is really on his side. And I think that usually does make him for a very good host. You know, he's very likable. I, I personally like him a lot, and I think he's going to do a fine job again at the Oscars. So, yeah, you know, we'll see how he does, and I'm looking forward to watching it too. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I will just say this. that You said he's got America on his back. Well, he's really got Democratic America on his back. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Republicans out there who do not like Jimmy Kimmel at all and, and will be upset 
fact that he's getting to host the, the Oscars, which like I, I always feel like people don't even know anything about it until it airs, and they're like, "Oh my god, how could you let this liberal host the show?" <laughs> like, well, he's been he's he hosted it last year. He's been on the docket to host it for months. Where have you been? You know, you just chime in with your two cents now. Anyway, I hate yeah. to get all political. No, I, I agree with you, and but, I think. Uh, and I think that is a, I think Republicans or hardcore Republicans really don't watch these things to begin with. And they just try to find something to be angry about. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that being said, it's going to be a fun night. I think, how much do you think they're going to continue with this Me Too movement at the Oscars? Do you think it's going to be a lot like the Golden Globes? Or do you think it's going to be scaled back a lot more because it is more prestigious Academy Awards, Mike? Well, let me just say one thing. I, I have nothing against any Republicans. I love uh, a lot of my friends and family are Republicans. There's nothing against them, and I'm not picking any sides. I just think, you know, Jimmy Kimmel is a very liberal, very democratic person, um, and that's what he represents. So I feel like, you know, anybody who is on the opposite side of the aisle will not be in favor of that. That's all. I just wanted to clarify my thought. <laughs> Good. And then I immediately forgot the question you asked. Do you think that this, uh, the Oscars ceremony, the telecast, is going to be very, very charged with the Me Too movement from the women like it was at the Golden Globes, like it was at the SAG Awards? Or do you think it's going to be um, you know, a lot more scaled back because it is the biggest uh, Academy Awards of the year? I, I really don't know. I feel like it could go either way. So I mean, it, it will be interesting to see. And you know, we only have to wait um, about less than a month away. Um, we'll find out soon. That's right. So we're going to, you know, conclude this episode. Mike and I will definitely make our um, total predictions for every single category. We do something called Oscar bowling. We'll, we'll post our predictions up for everyone to see to see if they match yours or not. Um, that being said, thank you for listening. We are the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. Tune in next time. Peace. Peace.